Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. This episode is sponsored by 10,000, www.10,000.cc. Use the code Maximus15 for a big discount on, on the best athletic wear. We're also sponsored by Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O.com. Use the code Maximus50 for 50% off grinders, bloodbirds, uh, Zodiac recons, and of course, the Maximus shoe. Uh, Jim, we're going to hook you up with some stuff after this podcast as a thank you for being on. Uh, but our special guest is, is Jaron Lyles. Now, Jaron, when did we last hang out? I remember you did Airdyne to Hell. Well, I, I kind of made you do something horrible and, and yes, laughed at I you. Still, but. I still have uh, nightmares about that. <laughs> uh, it was definitely either 2015 or 16. You came into town and taught a workshop um, uptown Manhattan. I think it was uh, my level one. Yep. Certification. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. But yeah. I've been following you what you're doing. You're kicking ass and taking names. Wait, you did you did you did Aerodyne to hell at the level one? Because we had yeah, so, the, the, we so had... I went to visit the gym because I'm uh friends with Darren Williams and his wife, and uh they lived in Utah. So I went to visit the gym and we had to do the 50 calories and 40, then 30, then 20, mm-hmm. then 10. And it was literally the first time I had ever been on an air bike. So <laughs> Like, as soon as we started going, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like dying and I'm collapsing. <laughs> Everyone else is chilling. And I'm like, I'm thinking I'm strong and I'm fit and I'm jacked and shit. And I'm doing this bike. And um, yeah, that's when I knew that this was a whole other animal. Oh, see, see, I, I bring it up this way because at my level one, uh, we did the minute all out. So we had to get as many calories as we could in a minute. And like, I think, I think what we had like three or four people that died that day, Bobby. You know, you know, Joe, the actual backstory of this is D-Will calls me up. He goes, hey, Mac, what's up? I go, what up, Darren? And then Darren played in the NBA. Uh, one of the best players, I think, ever. Uh, if you look at, like, a crossover, the guy crosses anybody. Anyway, uh, Mac's a player in the NBA, and he's competitive. Like, I mean, real competitive. He goes, uh, so my wife's bringing her trainer by the gym. I go, yeah. He goes, fucking let him have it. All right, Darren, you don't have to ask me twice. So I gave him Aerodyne to help. Darren thought it was the greatest thing of all time because you don't have to act like, I mean, that's what I do, right? Um, and subsequently, uh, Darren, you never came back, which broke my heart. <laughs> I, you know, um, you, live out, you, live out in, you live out in New York and, and watching you, you've become uh, a real leader in the fitness industry. Um, I love your brand. I love your Instagram. I love the content. I'm, I'm looking at it right now that you constantly put out. Uh, I want to talk to you specifically about New York City and what it's like to be a trainer there right now. Um, because it was a different game before, right? Like you've, you've been to my facility in Salt Lake City. Our rent is like 1500 bucks a month. It's, it's, there's no overhead to train people here, but New York's a different world. So what what was it like before COVID and, and, and how are you affected now? So um, New York City, New York, as we, of course, consider ourselves the, the center of the universe. Um, it's very fitness here is very saturated. Now we have like millions of people here. So um, there's something for everyone. But I feel like there's a gym or a boutique studio um, on every single block. And it's really good. We have a wide variety of gyms, a wide variety of formats, a lot of specialties, a lot of trainers, a lot of fitness personalities. And, um, but it is hard to make it here because there are so many 
options. If you don't find your community, if you don't find, find your crowd, um, you're more than likely to kind of get lost by the wayside. So, you know, we've had a lot of sustained businesses over the years. I worked for Equinox, there's Crunch, um, and then boutique studios like Barry's Bootcamp and SoulCycle. And uh, then you have other things that pop up here and there. And then again, you have like celebrity trainers and whatnot that will, you know, train people on their own in their gyms and whatnot. But I think what has happened with COVID is it's pointed out the, the necessity for having an online presence. And uh, because a lot of brick and mortar places and gyms and whatnot have had to close. And so a lot of the influencers and fitness personalities that were already online were kind of already for the moment like this. Whereas a lot of studios and trainers now because of this situation are now starting to get to know the internet and learning how to zoom or do Instagram live classes. And so it's, it's brought everyone into the internet market made it saturated and it's another one of the you know whoever has their community already or their clients already they're kind of thriving right now the other ones that are behind you know they're they're struggling and i think that we are all trying to work and help each other because the internet is a huge place with millions and millions and millions and millions more people that we just have to find our market and tap into so that's a lot of what's happening right now. Like my living room is the cleanest it's ever been because it's a filming studio now because I teach all my classes and train all my clients here. Now, for a guy like you, because you and I also cross paths on the whole men's health thing. You're on the All Out Studio. I'm on the All Out Studio. You've been featured by them a bunch of times. I kind of feel like, and, and Joe and I have talked with this about this with other people, there's a group of guys in the industry, Don Saladino, Gunnar Peterson, Jay Frugia, Joe DeFranco, Kenny Santucci. Uh, there's there's Gideon. Uh, I think Ebenezer Samuel's going to be just fine. I'm going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Joe's going to be fine. Do you think this will actually turn out good for you? Because I look at some of the gyms that you mentioned, Equinox, Lifetime, Barry's Boot Camp, Orange Theory. They don't have a you. Like they are so dependent on people and not to put them down. It's just so dependent at people coming through the door. Those places so might I, not stay afloat. So I feel like my situation is a little unique because aside from working for the gym and doing men's health, I'm also a founding trainer for this um, at home fitness live streaming product called the mirror. So like if there's one thing that this situation has help to boon it's the at-home fitness industry because now people are buying equipment for home and there are also a lot of companies that are producing equipment where you can have live stream classes so you have peloton which was like the original you have nordic track you have woodway and so i work for a company uh called the mirror which is basically it's a mirror that you would have in your house but inside of it is a screen where it projects us teaching classes and the benefit of it is that you can see yourself as well as the trainer um you can see stats you can see other people logged in so it's a lot different than just pulling up your phone or your laptop with the tv we're able to replicate the group fitness experience i think well uh better than a lot of other products do so for me personally having that to fall back on and work for has been helpful for me and i think um other companies especially you know major corporate entities like 
Equinox, they have already started making the effort to go digital. So Equinox has also released their own app called Varus. And I know that there are some studios here in the city that are having their trainers uh, produce um, live Instagram classes and, you know, the members can like pay and whatnot. But I, I think aside from companies recognizing that they do need to go digital, there has been a bit of a rallying cry, if you will. Um, uh, last uh, week ago or so, I was interviewed for an article on men's health that talked about how, you know, the trainers posting uh, their videos and doing workouts online for free is sort of hurting them. And so like, I kind of started the movement of getting people to be willing to ask for donations and for payment and to put out your Venmo and stuff like that. And so it, it started to catch on and I'm seeing people now starting to establish their online businesses. And again, the studios and the gyms, they're also um, starting to work on creating that content. So it's about either it's adapt to survive or die. And I think overall, that's what's started to happen with businesses, especially here in New York City. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny thing with the free content. Uh, Joe, we've been talking about, there's almost like a backlash against people that charge right now. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're looked upon as like a pariah. Like how can you charge people? Yeah, exactly. How, how dare you during these times charge for this stuff? You should be giving it away. But uh, a, a good friend of mine uh, pointed out yesterday, she was in an argument with somebody who was like in the financial sector. And her point was, well, are you giving away mortgage advice? Like, are you doing people's taxes for free? Like, why, why is the expectation that uh, a trainer should just be training people for free? It seems ridiculous. Yeah, like I can't go to the grocery store and get my toilet paper or my paper towels or Lysol for free. <laughs> so why, why now? Now, for me, it's a little different because, uh, Joe, you know, and, and Jared, I've given away free stuff for a long yeah. time. Now. Like, I give away free stuff to help people, and, and hopefully they, they pay me at some point. And so this is actually, my business plan isn't any different. Um, but there is some backlash for like people, people charging. Have you seen this or have you well, experienced it? I think that there is still like, there's still a stigma to the fitness industry as in being in fitness is not a real career. So yeah. like there was in the beginning when you would say, oh, you're a trainer and they'd be like, oh, that's cool. What's your real job? Mm -hmm. So to some extent, there's, there's still a stigmatism that the fitness industry is not um, a real career, but definitely here in New York City uh, where there is a lot of fitness. And I think in, in, in cities in general, where there is a greater propensity to having a healthy lifestyle. Uh, there is recognition in the value of what we do. And so um, I think those people, that market to where health is a part of their lives, they have been more willing to uh, contribute and to pay. But then, yeah, you're definitely going to have that middle of the road people that are like, yay, fitness is important. But I mean, you know, I still like to have fun and I eat and I do this, this, that and the other. So it's like fitness is not the be all and end all for them. And I, again, I think because the internet itself just provides so much free stuff, it's like we're just used to getting things whenever we want. If I want a recipe, I can go online. If I want to study or get a certification, I can go online. So I just think the idea of the internet itself being something that gives so many things for free, uh, people are just kind of used to it. And it's just up to us 
as uh, fitness professionals, you know, to pro to let people know that there are human beings behind the screen. You know what I mean? There are human behind the screen who have families and have, you know, bills. And, you know, that's slowly being recognized, I think. Well, well I think too, you, you, you get what you pay for. I mean, if you want free, like you get something that's worth free. You know, if you want something that has value, you're going to end up having to pay for it. So I feel like the onus is on, is on us as trainers to differentiate ourselves. And oh, say, this, is, this is what I do. And this is the value that I bring. And then people will see, you know, and, and instead of people say, well, how can you do this? you know, for money, they're going to ask you, how can you do this for free? Like, this is great. You should be charging for it. Like that, that means your marketing is on point at the very yeah. least. The, the other thing with that too, is like, you've got to understand people have got to live. Like it's, it's funny that, that Darren, I go to your website and I steal workouts and I go to your Instagram and steal ideas and I, you know, try to live off you and I'm pissed if you charge, but then I'm pissed if you go out of business. It's like that kind of weird catch 22. I mean, the, the other thing is, is you said it best that people don't respect trainers as a whole. Um, I mean, shit, I don't respect trainers. I have a hard time telling people I'm a personal trainer. People are like, what do you do? I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm a management consultant. I come up with some fancy term because when I say trainer, I pitch for like a 23-year-old guy named Stanley working in, in Gold's Gym or, or Vasta you know, like counting people through the reps and, and behaving inappropriately. It's a, it's a, it's a hard thing versus like a chef. It's a real career. Doctors a real career. And so I think, I think you're right on that. I also think it's a generational gap too, though. I'm 41. And so in, in our era, training wasn't a real thing. You know what I mean, Joe? But like yeah, to a yeah. 20 year old, I think it's a lot more of a career. What, how are you, Jaron, like, what's the biggest change that you're going to make in light of COVID? Because say we're going to be locked down for six months and that's probably realistic at this point. What are some of the changes you're making? Um, well, I think that, well, for me personally, the biggest changes are more personal than professional because truth be told, um, my life, the only thing that's changed is for me professionally is that I'm training my clients at home. Um, but I'm still doing one-on-one -on -one training. I still do the men's health stuff and Mira, um, even though right now we're not filming live classes, we're working on beginning that. So right now my life my professional life doesn't necessarily change, it's just the environment. I think for me, I've put off um, on improving myself personally because I was so busy doing other things. So for example, studying my nutrition, studying for nutrition more, and uh, working on the things physically that I felt I was lacking in. So my mobility and my flexibility. So now I don't have the excuses like I did before because I have more time on my hands. So that's, uh, for me, it's, it's working on my weaknesses. I wanted to touch on something that you and Joe said, though, really quickly. And he was right about the onus being on us. For one, uh, to an extent, we are responsible because there is such a low barrier for entry to become a fitness professional. You order books online, you take a test, and boom, you are a certified trainer, right? And and so, like, the fact that it's that easy to become a trainer, I think kind of adds to the stigma. And then number two, I think people are realizing that, like, just being good-looking is not enough. 
anymore. Because when you're a trainer, let's say here in New York City, you know, you're around people personally so they can, you know, get lost in your good looks or see you and want to be around you. Whereas on the internet, there are thousands and thousands and millions of good looking people. So what's going to separate you? And so showing your credibility, having the ability to market yourself online and having the patience and the consistency to do so, that is what's going to bring the cream to the top. I think with um, a lot of trainers in this new world, like once this is over, we are going to go back to training people, but we're definitely going to make sure that A, we have an established online business and then B, like that we have access to equipment and fitness stuff on our own so that we don't end up losing our fitness and gain, what is it called? The COVID-19? The COVID-19 pounds? Yeah, we call it 19 COVID though. <laughs> you did say something and I'll, I'll show a little picture of him here, Joe. Uh, Jaren, you are, you are what we describe as pretty. You got a great physique. Now the question I, I want to ask you is, are you just going to shit? Are you letting it all go? Is a COVID thing being trapped inside? Is your fitness just going down the tubes? Like to put it in another term, you survived the air dying to hell. If you come back and visit me, are you going to die? No, you don't understand. Okay, so you don't understand. So number one, I've been like, I've been buying so much shit for my apartment. My client bought me a rower. Now, mind you, I hate rowing because I'm short, so I can't really get the, the stroke length that you tall people can. But my client bought me a rower, so that's on its way. I heard my bell ring, so that might actually might be it downstairs. I bought a bike, much to my girlfriend's uh, dismay. I bought a bike for the apartment. So like, I don't even need to go to the gym anymore to like get my air dyne on. So the next time you see me, it's going to be like, stairway to hell, what? Fuck that shit. (laughs) Let's do it now. You know, know, I got got a bunch of other stuff up my, up my sleeve too. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's funny because we've also been telling people and it's kind of become my new, my new catchphrase, if you will, all of these people who thought they were too advanced for no gear or at home workouts, they're finding out different in a hurry. You know what I mean? Like, and I've talked to some people like you that because you're filming three times a day, it's hard. Like I had to demonstrate shit for the men's health all out studio the other day. And it's hard to talk through and do like a hit workout or an interval workout or a no gear workout or burpees. So I'm talking to people that have never worked out so much in their lives because they're working out with their clients in front of a screen. So I imagine you're going to come out. It's just like jail time for people. Like coming out. (laughs) (laughs) So no, the funny thing is that, um, so through mirror, so through working through mirror, that's actually what I do for a living. So I film between 14 and 15 classes a week. The classes range between 15 and 60 minutes. And I'll teach anywhere between one and four classes a day and back to back. So I can't just stand there like in the mirror and be like, okay, Becky, do your 10 like squats or whatever. <laughs> like I have to demonstrate and do a lot of it. And I can't look like that I'm dying. Now, real talk, 
I'm not the youngest kid in the world either. So if I get exhausted, like I will, but I let people know that this is real. And so I, I think that that's kind of been helpful in the fitness industry as of late. So like, yes, your fitness your instructors are fit and you want to inspire to be like them. But at the same time, they also die. Like shit is also hard for them too. We need to stop. We need to take a break so that there isn't this perception of perfection that you need to be perfect. You need to be ripped all the time. You need to win every single race that you do. It's, it's life. You're going to struggle. You're going to have your successes. You're going to have your failures. You're going to be strong one day. You're going to be weak the next so yes, I've been losing my gains because of all the burpees and shit that I do on the mirror 14 to 15 times a week. But you know, I'm still fit. Uh, I want I tell myself I want to be a, a, a gilf, a grandfather. Uh, I'd like to, you know, whatever. Uh, that's the term, whatever, like milf. I want to be a gilf. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing what I can. You know, you need to be, uh, you need to be like Joe and I were talking about him the other day, Hannibal for King. Have you seen yes, that guy? Yes. Hannibal New York playgrounds, Hannibal for King. Have you seen him? No, but I look, look it up on YouTube. It'll change your life. Hannibal for King. Hannibal for King. Look him up on YouTube. He's a dude that just works out on swing sets and shit. <laughs> and he looks like nobody should should look in terms of fitness, but oh god, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're not kidding. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> he's like, you know, um, he's, he's doing just fine. He goes into the backyard to his kid's swing set and he just does yeah. ass body weight stuff. Um, but it's funny, someone on men's health the other day, when I did a men's health live, I was doing this burpee workout and I did about 15 burpees in 25 seconds and I was out of breath. And some of the comments were like, I thought you were in shape. It ripped my <laughs> heart. Oh, geez. This is. 60 pound guy doing perfect burpee. What do you think is going to happen? Something you were saying, Jaron, uh, I, I wanted to touch on real quick before we move too far, because uh, you, you were talking about like, it's real, right? It's real. Like we're, we're trainers. Yes, we're fit, but yeah, we, we need breaks. We need rest too. And then you're also now with, with everything that's been going on, you're bringing that message into people's living rooms, like from your living room. So right. I feel like there's, there's this real, like very real connection that we can develop through this online training platform that we can't get in a gym because people will always put your trainer up on this pedestal and then, and then say, that's impossible. I'll never be as fit as that guy. And now they're seeing, like you said, they're seeing that we're sweating, that we're working, that this is hard for us. And they're seeing that we, we do the same thing you're doing. It's not magic. So I, I'm hoping that, that that'll, that'll create a lot stronger relationship and a lot better uh, uh, expectations for the people that are, oh, are trying to absolutely. And, and more important than that, it shows that we're human. You know, it's like people are used to seeing us in the gym and, you know, in the gym and we get deified in a way that sometimes make people feel insecure. And it's like, look, this is my living room. I have potato chips on the floor. You know, I was watching Netflix last night, you know? So it's like, I think that, that that's part of what we do need to do as trainers is to show our humanity, occasionally show our fallibility. So it's like, yes, we get knocked down, but it's getting up that's important. Yes, sometimes we get in the mood, but we work through our moods and you know, we do what needs to be done. And the fact that, again, you're at your house, I'm at my house, there's just a shared experience that I think that this is connect, that this is created. And just an overall appreciation 
for the things that we've taken for granted, like a handshake (laughs) or, you know, the gym, you know, it's like, you know, what, uh, Planet Fitness, their membership's like $10 or whatever. It's like now when you go back, you're kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go more. So, I, you know. Yeah, do you do you think this is going to separate the pretend coaches from the real coaches? Because I feel like for the, I shouldn't say for the first time, but for the first time on an industry-wide scale, people are forced to really coach. They're forced to connect with people. They can't just hold a clipboard and count people through some machine reps. Almost like right. the stronger are going to get stronger and the weak are going to, bye-bye. But you, you know what it is? It's a little deeper than the uh, separate the coaches as opposed to people that are business savvy. Because they, I know some really, really smart coaches that are struggling, not because they don't have the know-how, but because they don't have the ability or the resources to adapt to this new situation. They're not tech savvy. Um, they're not good at selling themselves. You know, they're used to clients being handed to them. So I think it's forcing coaches to be a lot more business minded and to learn to be a lot more aggressive and to um, learn to do more for themselves. So yeah, so less about coaching and more just about being entrepreneurial. Now we, we, the final question I want to ask you um, and Joe, I don't know if you have any, any more, but I want to know about what advice would you give? Cause we have a lot of normal people that, that listen to the podcast that maybe aren't fit, want to use this as an opportunity to, to get fit. They don't know how, uh, they, they want to use fitness as, as a way to deal with their, with their lives and their stress. What are three tips you would give people at home right now to take care of themselves? And I'm not just talking about go do some burpees and shut up, right. like sleep, nutrition, what are like three simple things you're telling people? So the first thing to the first thing that they need to understand is that as long as they have a moving body, they can work out. So like, even though I'm, you know, buying a bunch of equipment for my home, you can still do things in your house with just your body weight or using furniture or things in your apartment to get you on the road to having a fitness regimen until you can get more things. So like one is knowing that it's possible, setting the time to do so. Cause again, you're home, you have more time to do it. So you can set aside 15, 30 minutes, 40, 65 to do something. So that's number one, like take into account that you, you have no excuses. Number two, um, you do have access and that may yes you can get free shit that may also mean like paying but like look up resources uh that you can use and and try to incorporate that into whatever routine that you're going to create for yourself so no excuses um look for resources and then i guess the third one would be if you can get outside in some way, go outside for a run. Like, I feel like it's just good for your mental health. Even if you just go around the block, of course, like, please dodge people, keep your social distance six feet away from people. But um, no matter what I do in my home, I make it a point to go out and run in some capacity. It's just one of the best um, ways to work out for me. It's a good stress reliever. And in this day and age in particular, 
um, it'll just help with the mental relief from being cramped in. Yeah, I love huge, that. Yeah. Especially I've told people if you're trapped inside, sit on your balcony instead right. of like sitting inside, just get some sunlight because the more you stay inside, I think the more you feel like a shut in. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just open all your windows and get some fresh air, which is important. Um, it's been awesome having you uh, on the show. Yeah, thank Before. you so much. This is this has been great. How do people find you? How do they get in touch with you? Okay, so um, my Facebook and my Instagram is just my name, G-E-R-R-E-N-L-I-L-E-S. Uh, you can find me on The Mirror. Again, our website is uh, www.mirror.co. C-O. Um, if you are interested in getting one, quick commercial, use my code, uh, Jaren3. Um, you can find me on the Men's Health All Out Studio app. And like I said, on my Instagram and social media, I give workout tips. I do one-on-one training. I lead uh, private classes for groups and organizations and whatnot. And I do also have a clothing line, VizFit Apparel, V-I-Z-F-I-T apparel.com. Uh, tanks, t-shirts, uh, leggings, motivational, aspirational sayings and whatnot. Uh, just grinding, man. Just trying to keep it real and get everyone fit. Love it. Well, when this thing is over, you and Joe and I will have a three-way Zoom call. It will be wear dying to hell when you get oh. your bike. <laughs> It'll help me you forget all about the COVID. Give me a month. The bike will meet you. Give me a month and we'll make it happen. Right there. Just waiting. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know, the, the worst about that whole thing, Joe, was me videotaping him from behind. Jaron <laughs> <laughs> Williams' phone with Jaron laughed at him. They're like, oh, oh my God, what is this? Well, you know, but before you go, I will tell you this because you did make a comment, so I will let you in on a secret. And that is? The rower is built for bigger, taller people. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. So is the Airdyne. Like, it's so much easier for me because it's not a moving bike, right? So if you look at you and I on a moving bike, you'll destroy me. On an Airdyne where I don't have to carry my fat ass, I win. So it's really an unfair test for, oh, for you. a guy your size. But <laughs> we're, you. we're good, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, and the Thanks best the best <laughs> was Joe. <laughs> see, see, Bobby Maximus is nothing but smoke and mirrors, man. Now you know. <laughs> the best is, Joe, I do do this with people when they do it, but I get my 50 calories done in 30 seconds, and then it takes them <laughs> two and a half minutes. And then I do 40 cows in 20 seconds, and then they're right back on that bike. And it's, just, it's good. Jaren, it has been a pleasure. Uh, we love your upbeat personality. Out of anyone, uh, I knew you'd be doing well. That's why we wanted to talk to you, and, 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 and thanks for making time, I'm in. I appreciate that, bro, anytime. Good to meet you, Joe. Likewise, man. Because you're the last of a dying breed.